Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Of course, the Cabinet, as you heard in the news, have signed off on a drop in excise duty. Although I'm looking at one of the articles of the paper. Excise duty will be slashed by 15 cents per litre. It's hardly slashing it, is it? When you look at some of the garages which are profiteering around the country at the moment, taking advantage of the situation. I defended them last week. I will not defend them this week when you see the disparity in the prices across the country. Anywhere between 188 and €2.20 or 30 I seen yesterday as well in some garages. So the massive disparity, which means some garages are profiteering because they're all still paying the same amount they're all still using the petrol or diesel they have in the tanks below the forecourt since last week. So there's no reason for what they call live pricing. Anyway, they do that in America all the time, live pricing. It changes as you're filling the car. But in saying that, is it enough? I mean, Sinn Féin believe not that the price should be capped at 170. Niall Boylan believes not the price should be capped at 150. Yes, the government is going to, co- it's going to cost the state money. According to the state, it'll cost them 320 million between now and August to take away this 15 to 20 cent. But let's be clear about it. The 15 to 20 cent will be gobbled up in the next few days when the prices rise even more. And this is an ongoing problem. By the end of this month, there's a prediction the prices could be 250. 250 a litre. People will not be able to drive their cars. This time last year, we weren't allowed to go outside 5K. Now, we couldn't afford to go outside 5K. So are they doing enough? And is it affecting your life? How is it affecting your business? We talked about it yesterday. We had so many people on the air telling us different stories about how their lives are being affected. We want to continue that today because I think it's really important that the government understand how this is affecting people's lives. Affect the Green Party, affect all the environmental stuff and all that other kind of stuff. And I'm sure some of them are rubbing their hands going, ooh, this is great. People are not using the cars as much. We have no alternatives. We don't have a great public transport system and we can't afford EV cars. So how is it affecting your life right now? The number is 87 is having an already knock-on effect. Companies like Panda, by the way, the refuse collection company, have already said they're imposing a one euro bin lift fee uh, to cover the, the cost. Taxi drivers are looking for extra money as well because they want to put a levy on while this is happening. And you can see that won't come back off again. Uh, but they're looking for money. And I understand why. Haulage companies are putting levies on now as well to cover the cost of fuel. This is all going to have a knock-on effect on the shelves for everybody with a cost of living, which is almost at a 20-year high at this stage. It increased the cost of living. So in saying that, how are we going to get through this and how are you getting through it? How is your weekly budget doing? How is it affecting your business or your life? Let us know right now on 087-188-0008. But Carl Dieter joins me, financial advisor. Carl, this is a little bit of tokenism by the state, really, isn't it? 15, 20 cent. It's not going to make a huge amount of difference over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, so, I mean, if you imagine someone came into your house, took half of your possessions, and then gave you 10% of them back, would you say to yourself, geez, that is so kind of you. I'm so <laughs> grateful. Uh, you know, I really ought to be so pleased that you care for me so much. That's really what this is. Because if you look at, pet, let's take a litre of petrol. 64% per litre is excise duty. Now, that's a tax which is charged because the government can charge it. You don't get anything in particular for it, just the right to buy petrol here, which they that's control. That's 64% of the base price. Yeah. No, no, 64 cents. Sorry. Oh, cents, or 64 cents, okay. Based on a litre. And then you have car tax, which used to be for local authorities, but now goes towards the government for, for the bailout. Local property tax actually mostly covers the roads now. So car tax isn't really a car tax. It's just a case of we want your money, we made these rules to make it look legitimate, now pay it. Uh, car tax should actually be used, be done at the pump, really, if you think about it, because then it would be a user pays uh, item. Mm. You've got VAT at 
You've got carbon tax at 11 cents. So in a two litre... Or in a two and you've the more recent green tax as well, which came in, I think, on the March, March the 1st, wasn't it? That, that's, the, that's carbon taxes, as far as I recall. But, but do they not have an environmental charge, which they put in, the Greens put in? Did John Gormley get that one in back in 2009 or 2010 or whatever it was? That was a 5%, 5, 5% charge or something, wasn't it? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm maybe I'm sure. wrong. I, I, I thought that was the carbon tax. But look, if it is, then you can add that to these figures. But in a two-euro a two euro litre of fuel, you've got 37 cent in VAT, 64 cent in excise. That brings you to just over a euro. Um, and then you've got the car tax, which, like I said, is just a, a, a rip-off for money for all drove because you're not wealthy enough to afford an electric car. And then 11 cents for the environment. So out of two euro, a euro 12 of that is absolute pure taxation. So when they turn around and say, you know, we're going to cut this to make things, you know, affordable for you, two things. A, it's like that story of the person who comes into your house, takes half your stuff and then gives you 10% back. You shouldn't be grateful to them. You should be annoyed. Um, but we, second, but we do. Prices but we, are just going to go up anyway because we're gonna, we're entering into a well-established pattern where every time the Russians invade a country, fuel prices spike, and it did it before, and it's going to happen again. I mean, we do have to accept tax has to be paid on items that we purchase, and we have to accept that. Okay, that's a part of life, and we have a social well, duty well, to well, do actually, that. I, I would actually say, why, why, why do you have to accept that that buying fuel to get around has to be taxable? There's loads of things that, that we don't tax. We don't tax certain items of food with VAT. Why should you have to pay it on, on petrol? Well, the, 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 isn't the, the reasoning behind it is we pay VAT on luxury items. We don't pay it on necessary items like children's shoes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Or, you know, bread, milk, tea, all those kind of things. They're tax-free. Yeah, hold on for a second. But, See, this is, this is where so, is, to... so what then we have to establish, is driving a luxury or is it okay. necessary? Let, let's just look at it like this, okay? When you study economics, I don't want to, to bore you too much, but I just, just bear with me on this point. There's a thing called price elasticity, which means if the price of something goes up, you pay, you buy less of it. Okay? That's mm-hmm. called price elasticity, and it works for food, it works for all sorts of items. The one thing that it doesn't work for, and that you're taught when you study this in school or college or anywhere else, is actually energy. So fuel is inelastic. It means no matter how expensive it gets, you will still buy it according to the amount that you need. So you still need to switch on the light, you still need to keep the house warm, and you still need to drive to work. So that's- Look, even, during, even during the fuel crisis in the 70s, people still lined up to pay half their paycheck towards fuel. So it's, it, it, is, it is considered in economics an inelastic item. In other words, you will pay for it no matter what. I remember, I was only talking to Ashling and Ruth this morning, I remember the fuel crisis in the 70s, I remember sitting in the car with my father, I was about 15 or 16 at the time. Ah, you were about 28, go on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he would go every evening or whatever it was, or maybe twice a week, to fill up his car up near Dublin Airport because he knew the guy who owned the garage, right? And he would give him a full tank. At the time they were rationing it, you were only at a certain amount. And you, and you would be queuing for hours. So he knew the guy and he'd let him in through the back way, right? Mm-hmm. So we, I remember going in the car with him to do it. And I remember the queues outside the garage. But for the life of me, I can't remember the reason why that happened. What was the reason for the fuel crisis at that stage? In, in, well, there, there was kind of two fuel crises. One was um, in 1974, the other was in 1980. And they tended to be as a result of uh, OPEC-driven um, changes in supply. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently than you would have had uh, a fuel crisis during the invasion of Georgia, the annexation of Crimea, and now the invasion uh, and illegal war against uh, Ukraine. Okay, so in relation to what the government done, this 15 to 20 cent is going to be eaten up over the next few days because they do predict it could go to 250 by the and, end of the and month. Just by the way, to, to, to just give people some perspective, in April of 2020, oil was $20 a barrel. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, twenty dollars a barrel. Like as as of today, it's up. You know, February it was only ninety five. And it's now, now one thirty one or something is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and, so and just to put more perspective, give you like more it's, perspective it's by the way. In, well, actually, it's gone up to six in the, in 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 a year. In two thousand and eight, it was one. I believe one forty a barrel of it, oil. And in two thousand eight, it topped out at close to two hundred oil. So that yeah. was June June two thousand eight. Was like and we were still only paying one twenty five one thirty at the pumps. And now I know yeah, you have to take into consideration the the currency exchange because it's purchased in dollars, and obviously the dollar was at one forty five or one fifty. But even taking that, and also excise duty was lower in those days, and so was VAT at twenty percent. So you have to take all that into consideration. But even taking that into consideration, the price of the pump should only be one fifty. So I don't know how we're getting to two well, euro. I, I, Do you look, believe garages are profiteering? Saying that it should only be one fifty is a false argument because what you're doing is you're saying whatever about the charge of fuel, you know, it should be this price. What I'm saying is, is that the government taxation in general is not founded in fairness. It is like they have an excise duty, which they then charge VAT on top of their own tax. Like it, we, have, we have these insane situations where we say, oh, there's no VAT on bread because you need it to live. But you show me anyone anywhere who lives without energy. They don't. Energy and, and modern life are synonymous with one another. There shouldn't be any value-added tax on fuel from day one. Well, they only introduced the VAT on. Tax, well, they only that, they only introduced VAT on fuel, uh, electricity, and gas and oil for your home uh, in recent years. That was only in the last fifteen years, wasn't it? Well, that's because, but that's what I'm saying because they can. But like, what this is is another typical Irish government response where people are going crazy. Let's do something, but we won't actually do anything. I mean, if cutting tax on something makes it more affordable, why won't they cut the tax on housing? They won't. They they won't do it. Even though we have people who are homeless, even though we have loads of people who can't afford a home. So it makes perfect sense. Like, there'd be an interesting diagram to get all the people who say that we shouldn't cut tax on houses, but you should cut tax on fuel, or who agree with both, or who don't agree with both. It's actually a fascinating insight into how we respond to things. But at the same time, the people who won't be affected by this are, you know, the most wealthy people who are driving around in electric vehicles who actually get discounts on even buying them uh, to have, you know, a fancy car. And then some, some donkey like me who has, you know, a, 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 let's see, my car's 2006, that's what, for 16-year-old car, and it has its federal engine in it. And, you know, we're going to get absolutely pasted, not only on the, on the road tax, despite the fact that I don't use the road more than other people because I ride motorcycles every day, not cars, and that, uh, and that, but where you do because you happen to have a bigger engine. It's, it's really irrational the way that and, and, the, and the other people who won't be affected by it, by the way, are politicians who claim back expenses and all the fuel oh, they use anyway. No, no, no. Look, with everything, <laughs> you always have what's called the cosseted class. Or, you know, more recently, it's what I call the laptop class. You know, the people who make a living working on a laptop, they work from anywhere, they all agree with lockdowns, you know, we should do this, we should do that. They know everything about how the world should work, but they don't do what I would describe perhaps as an honest day's work in, in the traditional sense, like not showing up somewhere to break their chops and face, face into misery. They, you know, they're fairly well protected. They work in industries where unemployment rates are low. You know, they've got loads of benefits, etc. No, this is going to be like a working class issue uh, because if you're really well off, petrol price doesn't matter. It's, you know, okay. so what? You pay an final final question, Carl. Okay, you, you see the news today. Sinn Féin have said they should cap it at 170. In your view, what should the government do in this position now? <laughs> they should just say that we're not, we're, for a start, we're not charging VAT. Um. They shouldn't be charging VAT, so that should just be gone. And and then to an extent, you've got to allow 
fuel prices be what fuel prices are. I mean, that is the one downside of an open market. No one complained when they were below a euro, and yet we all go insane when it hits two euros. Like Sinn Féin, Sinn Féin is just anything that the government do, the Shinners complain about. They said, you know, 200 euro grant to afford your energy is disgraceful. And yet in Northern Ireland, I think they have something like a, a 200 pound grant and it's perfectly acceptable once you once just once you cross the border suddenly things that's not acceptable becomes acceptable and so you're saying drop the vat the vat rate of 23 percent on two euro roughly is 46 cent so you believe that we should be able to at least take 46 cent off it there should not be tax on something that is vital towards living and that's as okay. far as i'd be concerned the ability to transport yourself around is covered by that Okay, listen, I have to wrap it up on that. Listen, thank you very much, and I appreciate you coming on the air today, Carl. Right, thanks a lot. Carl thank Dieter, financial advisor, believes there should be no tax on fuel because, like children's shoes, like bread, like milk, it's necessary. It's not a luxury. Yes, of course, you go on those luxury trips every now and again where you don't need to take, for example, if you're heading off down to Cork for the weekend. Uh, that's not necessary. But for most of us, driving is necessary because, unfortunately, we don't have the infrastructure and public transport system that other countries have, you know, to avail of. So we need to drive. We need to get to work. We need haulage companies need to bring goods from A to B. We don't have, you know, some sort of conveyor belt that takes them from the port and to the shops. And speaking of that, by the way, let me go to Jay, the Cooker. Jay, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Jay? How are you, Niles? Niles, I'm looking for a few lads there to give us a push. To give you a push? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's 2.14 in our time. 2.22 in our time. 2.20 in Dublin Park. There's no, there's no doubt that when I've seen the disparity in prices, I did defend the garages last week, by the way, but I can't defend what they're doing at the moment because the disparity is just too much. I've seen some garages at 196 and 197 yeah, and some at 220 and 230. Yeah, 186 and that. Noel, these are the same companies, and you have to speak disparities between that both prices. Like that's two circle cases I've just quoted there. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they may, but they may not be owned by the same person. It's I know, a franchise. I know, I know. It's a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all time, but they're, they're taking the the proverbial now out of us. Um, you're all going to be whinging when everything goes through the roof. Like, so you you were saying diesel in the port today is two twenty. Two twenty in the port, where all the trucks have to go. Now you think it'd be a lot cheaper in the port, wouldn't you? You would imagine so. Because, I mean, they don't have any transport costs. If you're, if you're driving a tractor, by the way, you'd get it cheaper because you can use the green diesel, can't you? Yeah, or oh, you should see the amount of customs officers out there dipping now. Oh, see, this is what I, I say to us this morning. Everywhere, Noel, they are everywhere. I'm, I've about 10, 12 texts a day of different truck drivers. They're dipping here, they're dipping there. That's they just badness, out. isn't it? That's no, don't get me wrong, it's illegal. It's illegal. Noel, between them and the RSA, they're coming after the trucks, and it's not fair. I don't agree with anybody running green diesel. I never have. You know, that way, and before anybody texts in, I know there's a lot of people who don't understand the difference. There's, there is no difference between green diesel and diesel. The no, only difference the is the dye. Yes. It's a dye they put in there for tax cheaper. reasons. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like marine diesel. Marine diesel as well. They put a dye in and it's a lot cheaper. It's about half the price. Oh, quarter the price. I knew, uh, by the way, I knew a guy years ago. He had a Mitsubishi Pajero. And during one of the fuel crises, I can't remember, it could have been in the 80s or 90s. Cut I can't he was, you, he was buying the oil in Little and Aldi at yeah. 99 cent a litre, the vegetable oil, yeah. and he was using it in his Jeep. Now, yeah. I don't recommend people do it. It's not good for your engine. It will work, but it's not good for your engine, right? So McDonald's used oil in, in all our trucks. No McDonald's. Yeah. 
all their trucks are running bio. All the oil they take back from there. Bio yeah. oil, of course. Yeah. And, all, and by all the way, can I? Take back. The only disadvantage is when he when he drove off from my house one day. There was a plume of smoke, oh, and, it's, and his jeep smelled like a chipper. Oh my God! <laughs> Try and sit in one of them trucks. I drove one of them McDonald's trucks for a while, and the smell in them of yeah. cooking oil, and that's what runs the trucks. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: it's ninety nine cent a liter, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay, because there isn't the same excise duty and everything but, else on it. But no, it, well, so what? So what's the solution? The government have said okay. they're going to give you twenty cent off petrol, fifteen cent. Off diesel. That is nothing. That is absolutely a disgrace when we see how much they're really making on taxes. Mm. Now, I know we have to pay taxes now, but we're sitting targets here. We're the easy, we're the easy pickings here. We're the low hanging fruit here, motorists. And especially the halogen, because we know everything has to go by road in this country. We don't have rail freight. We don't have air freight. We don't have second canal freight anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything has to go in these trucks. These trucks don't run on hydrogen, they don't run yet on uh, electricity. We have a few gas trucks out there that are run on LPG, but there's only two or three garages in the country. You couldn't get from Dublin to Cork on, a, 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 on one load um, on an LPG. You just, you'll run out halfway, and there's nowhere to get it. There's a place in Dublin Port, and there's one other place on the M, I think it's the M7 motorway or the M8 motorway. And that's it. And in relation to, how much does it cost you to fill up? I on Monday there gone. It was twelve hundred and seventy-eight euro, mm-hmm. and I'll be back into a garage on Thursday. Oh gosh, Friday, you know. Friday, and what, Friday, I mean, this, this obviously has to, will have to have a knock-on effect, I suppose. Well, it is because we're putting our eight up. We're going to have to go back now to the, the clients that we're working for and just say, listen, we're going to have to put a um, surcharge on a diesel surcharge. Taxi men are looking for it. They're looking for the euro. Uh, understandable. We're going to have to do it as well. But the difference is, I mean. There's no other way of getting the stuff around. What do we do? Stop transporting stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody walks to the factory themselves and get what they need. So what? Are you, what so what are you suggesting to all your colleagues and truckers and everybody else? We're going else? to have to come back out. We're going to have to come back out. But this time, we're going to need the big, the, the bigger college companies. We're going to need the taxi drivers and base anybody that puts petrol at Island into anything. It's going to happen. Well, that's everybody. That's street. everybody, really. Isn't but it? there you go. Because and they know that's everybody. As cars I put, I, for us. I put eighty euro in yesterday, and I half filled my car. Half filled. It. Yeah. We're getting 500 litres now. Or, sorry, 250 litres is costing 500 euro now for these trucks. 250 litres. I born about 300 litres, 400 litres a day. Mm-hmm. You can just imagine what type of bill my boss has. There's, my, there's me looking for me pay rise for this <laughs> chick on out the window. And it is going to have a knock-on effect. Jay, thanks very, yeah, thanks very much, Jay. Okay, Jay believes the government are not doing enough. This is just a token gesture, 15, 20 cent. Absolutely pointless. It comes in from midnight tonight, by the way. Somebody wants to know when does that come in from. Midnight tonight, uh, it comes in from. And I can't see it really being passed on. It'll be interesting to see, and I would love people, by the way, to take photographs of all your local garages and the price tonight at half past 11 and then take a a picture at half past 12 and see does the 15 or 20 cent actually come off. I guarantee you, in most places it won't. What will happen is it'll drop by five or six cents and they'll make up some excuse and say, oh, but sure, it's gone up again anyway. So, I mean, even for Jay, 2.20 he said down at Dublin Port, 15 cent off that, that's diesel, 15 cent off it, it's only going to bring it to 2.05. It's still outrageous. He still cannot continue to operate business like this. And I don't care how environmentally friendly you are. And by the way, this just goes to show you, go back two years ago and I put up a tweet saying how many people support climate change, who support green energy, support the environmental changes and are willing to pay a little bit of extra to support it. Oh, sure, loads of you. Oh, yeah, I'll pay a little bit extra. That's great. No problem at all, Noel. I'll pay to save the planet. As soon as the price of the petrol goes up, you're all moaning.
And rightly so, by the way. But it just goes to show you, you're not really willing to pay extra, are you? Because that's what would happen, by the way. You can see it probably in about five or six years when they start to implement these changes and bring in the EV cars. The EV cars come down in prices and the diesel and the petrol cars will be pushed out the door. They'll be pushing the prices of uh, fossil fuels up to make sure that you get rid of them. And let's see how you react then. Anyway, somebody says the 70s oil crisis, the Arabs took control of their resources and removed, uh, removed the foreign control. That's what happened. Keep this issue on the airwaves. Living in this in the country, car is a necessity. Yesterday, my local was charging 188.9. Today, it's 204.9. Profiteering for sure. 15 cent is not enough. 40 cent reduction. Thanks, Niall. Uh, Siobhan in Midwest. Yeah, I think you're right. If we took the VAT off, it's 46 cent, roughly. That's what they need to do. They need to take the VAT off. In Hungary, they've already capped it at 131 until the end of May. In Poland, or I think it's Poland or Germany, I'm not too sure, they have reduced the VAT rate to try and bring it down. In other countries, they've taken necessary steps. And probably in some of them not good enough, by the way, but in other countries, they have taken necessary steps. Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald said this week that the price of petrol has increased by 70 cent per litre since January 2021. This is unsustainable for most people who drive for a living. Even as I mentioned the other day, the likes of poor old Ruth outside, she comes in from Tala. Now, I can, there's an excuse for me, I'm going to Belfast, but she comes in from Tala. And it's costing her now, because she, there's two days she has to come in twice a day, it's costing her roughly 400 a month in fuel. That's ridiculous. There is other, no other way for her to do that because of where she lives. It would be too awkward. She'd have to get two buses and Lewis's and all sorts of carry on. So it's easier for her to use the car. Uh, the number is 87 I want to know how it's affecting you. I'm just looking here, by the way. According to reports, the changes, of course, will come into effect from midnight tonight and last until the end of August, of course. Well, depending on how long the crisis lasts. And it costs a three hundred and twenty million to the government. But now, don't be feeling sorry for the government, right? Because, because fuel is more expensive, more tax is charged on it. So they're actually over the last four or five weeks, the government have made more money out of fuel. If you understand what I'm saying, because it's cumulative, of course. If you're an accountant, I'm sure you'd be sitting there figuring that one out. Um, but it is cumulative. So the more money that's being charged for fuel, the more money that's being taxed on it. So anyway. The point is, and the impact of the Russian invasion, of course, on the Ukraine and the Irish economy and society has been laid bare, of course, since the stark warnings were given by cabinet ministers. Uh, the worst case scenario, I want you to listen to this, right? The worst case scenario briefing presented to ministers outlined how household gas and electricity may have to be rationed and public transport services could be cut if the energy crisis are, spar- are sparked by the war and continue to spiral out of control. In other words... Not only will you not be able to drive your car because it will be too expensive, but you won't be able to get public transport either because they won't be able to afford to put uh, fuel into that. That's the government's responsibility. Surely there shouldn't be tax on that. It's public transport. There shouldn't be tax on the fuel that goes into a bus, for example. Anyway, because it's getting out, the price of the is getting out of control. So how the hell are we all going to get to work? You know what I mean? How is that going to work out? Let me go to Sarah. Sarah, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, you're a stay-at-home mum. I am, yeah. You're feeling the pinch. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. This is my first time kind of home. I have a one-year-old now, but my other two daughters go to, like, grind and football and stuff like that. So, like, they're, they're about 15 minutes in away from me. So mm-hmm. in and out of them every day is, I can see the petrol tank, you know, going down as you're driving in, like. <laughs> of course, yeah. It does seem oh. to move. The needle seems to move faster when you're conscious of the price. <laughs> I know. It's a joke. Now, wouldn't mind, around by me, it's not too bad. It's 186, I think, which is okay. But oh, well, that'll be short-lived. Where, where are you? Sales, where is the, what I area mean, is that? 
uh, Monster Evan in Calair. Okay, all right. That's well, so, that's probably but, the cheapest I've seen so far. But go on. Yeah, but I've worked in sales before, so I know the score. I know just before sale, we used to hike up the price just so it looks good coming back down. That's mm-hmm. probably what was happening around there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I'm looking here, but, but so somebody texts in an Ashbourne Circle Cane Dunboyne jumped from 199 last night to 214 this morning. Yeah, you see, that's what we used to do when I worked in sales anyway. You'd higher the price and then just lower it, just so yeah. it looks like a good deal. But um, no, it's gas, because even like I joined this, like, um, you know, a group for mammies with COVID babies to kind of get them interacting and ensure even at that, five euro cup of coffee now, we have to drive and it's just, it's a joke. Like, you know, I have to kind of think about where I'm driving. Yeah, and it's sad that you're in a position where you now have to think about where you can bring your kids or where you can afford to bring your kids because yeah. it all eats into your family budget. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, it used to be grand, 20 euro a week, but now it's now it's hitting 40 a week, kind of in and out, in and out, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. way. Especially because one of the girls is in secondary school. I'm kind of in out, in out about four times a day, sometimes six times a day out in Calvaire, like, you know. Yeah, so. so it's an extra 80 to 100 euro a month you're now paying out, and that's only destined to get worse. Do you, do you, do you yeah. think that the 15 cent to 20 cent that the government have proposed uh, for midnight tonight, is that going to make a big difference? I don't think so for most people, but no, what, what make it difference to no. you? No, I can't imagine it will. Like, you know, especially if it goes back up, so they can put it back up in a week later, like, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And do you no, think, I mean, here's a, here's a question I often ask people. When you vote for people, and you, I don't know who you voted for in the election, that's your own business, but do you think they care? Do you think they care no. about your situation, Sarah, which is no. the average citizen, you know? No, they don't. They fill up their cars, fill up the stuff, and then hand in the expenses and receipt. They don't, they don't care at all. I know they care. They say they care when they come knocking to your door, whatever, a couple of years, but I don't think they do really, mm-hmm. you know? All right, so. okay. Well, look, good luck, and I hope things get a little bit better for you and for everybody else. Uh, I hope Thank something is done about it. All right, thanks <laughs> Thank very much you. indeed. Bye. All right, uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Sarah obviously points out, you know, it's just the average person and how much it's costing extra. It's 20 quid extra just to bring our kids to activities that they need to go to. Here we are again, back where we were really last year, where kids weren't allowed to go activities. Now you can't afford to bring them into the activities because it's costing too much money, too much to put fuel in the car. Joe, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Joe? I'm good, how are you? Good. Now, yourself and your family are basically priced out of Galway because of the house prices. Now you have to travel 90 kilometres a day. Yeah, between the two of us and our, and our jobs. Okay. It's, it's, there's no option but to travel. I mean, we can't use the buses, the few that we get out here. It's just impossible. It'd be impossible to work otherwise. So we'd be going straight on and finding on if we didn't do that travel. I know what it's like to drive a long distance to work, by the way. I do 130 miles. So I know what it's like to do a long distance to work. And it can be, it, it can do your head in. <laughs> Honestly, it can. But in saying that, the cost factor is the big factor now for you, of course. It's massive. And we can even, I even passed in the pumps last night. The prices have just jumped since they made this announcement about the cut, the 20 cents. So in other words, you're, you're saying what you're saying is the garage predict the garages predicted the government would cut it, so they put the prices up. Uh, they in falsely inflated the prices, so when they bring it back down, they're still getting the same amount of money for it. One hundred percent. I drove to work, and the price had jumped within three hours of coming back out of it. Right. And you know, it's just getting crazy. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to heat our our houses? Yeah, I'm looking you know, here. By the way, sorry, I just just some breaking news going here. Eamon Ryan has said driving slower will help reduce demand on fuel. Is this man actually for real at a press conference? They don't live in the real world. They do so, not live in the real world. The last lady was right. They had their expenses and they, had, you know, they just signed the dotted line. They don't know what it's like to live 90 miles, to travel 90 miles to get to work 
have to pay for it yourself. Well, you well, they, well let me be clear. You fill up. They do know what it's like to go 90 miles to work sometimes, but they don't do it. They have a driver brings them. Oh. Yeah, in most cases. So, Joe, yeah. so how much are you paying for yourself and your other half a week for fuel? How much does it cost you now for your cars? Oh, it's, uh, well, it's easily our biggest expense after our mortgage. Um, easily. I don't know. Can you remember you, how much you put in your car in the last about, week? Well, like, yeah. Uh, last week, we did about 60 quid a car last week. Okay. Um, and we have, you know, we bought newer cars we spent more to try and keep the tax down, to try and make them more economical mm-hmm. and get more out of the fuel, and it's still not helping. I mean, every month that goes by, we're getting less and less miles out of the same trip. It's costing more and more every single month. Two years ago, I was getting 280 miles out of my fill, uh, and now I'm down to 156, I think was the last time I checked. Mm-hmm. You know, same car. It's just getting unsustainable. How, how do they want people to work? How do they want people to live? They push us out of the cities. They make us move into rural Ireland, which is fine. We love it out here. But then we have to travel to work. Or do they want us to sign on? You know, it's like we can't win with them. Anyone outside of Dublin, they just do not live in the real world. We cannot use public transport. We have to use cars. It's impossible. And, and by the way, I don't want to make it, because I, I want to be fair to people who live in cities like Cork, Dublin, and Galway too. It's not that easy. It's easy to say, oh, no. oh, well, it's all right for you guys. You've got public transport. Like, and I mentioned Ruth earlier on where she lives. Sometimes it's too awkward to use public transport because there isn't a transport that will get you to the place you want to be. So you have 100%. to use your car. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have to get three buses. To Even if I could with the times, I'd have to get three buses. So there's the cost of that as well. Um, it, and it just it wouldn't be achievable. You'd probably be working an extra day a week just in travel. So what's the, the, what's the answer when the government think they're doing us a favour by reducing it by 15 cents a litre for diesel and 20 cents for petrol? What, what's the answer? Even if that was a month ago, it wouldn't have helped. It would have only met it slightly less. I mean, it was already getting out of hand before all this kicked off with the Ukraine. Mm. So It was, yes, of course. But mind you, a lot of that, uh, experts will say a lot of that was due to the speculation about what was probably going to happen. I mean, it normally yeah. takes, for war, it normally takes five weeks to impact the price of the pump. So, in other words, we're not really seeing the impact of the Ukraine yet, probably for another three or four weeks. That's why they're speculating now. It could be 250 at the pump by the end of the, the month. The thing, the thing for me is we all care about the environment. We all want to do our best. But who voted for, you know, increased carbon taxes every year? Who, vo- you know, who voted to keep hurting us and keeping increasing the prices? You know, essentially taking a pay cut every single year for this. You know, with the west of Ireland especially seeing what increase. I mean, mm. we're getting a greenway out here. That's, you know, I can't think of any other infrastructure coming out here in the last 10 years. Yep. No, I know what you mean. I know what and you bus routes, you know, they throw on an extra two or three buses. Great. How is the person supposed to walk in the pitch black middle of winter for two miles, three miles, four miles to get to a bus stop that might not even take them to their job? They'd have to get another two buses. It's impossible. And well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people could deal with these situations if they could switch to public transport. But unfortunately, for most people in Ireland, we don't have the infrastructure for public transport. So, you and know, we're a million miles away from ever ha- for ha- from having that. We're not even on the road to to really improving it. So, just to reiterate again, Daniel McConnell there from the Irish Examiner has just tweeted: Eamon Ryan says driving slower will help reduce demand on fuel at a press conference on the cut of excise duty. That just goes to show you how completely out of touch these people are. By the way, can I point out to Eamon Ryan, will you be thinking about that when you're sitting on the plane next week to America? 
You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't think he'd be thinking about the price of fuel then, will he? I, maybe he should tell the pilot to drive a little bit slower while he's there too. You know what I mean? Completely out of touch. Listen, thanks very much indeed, Joe, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Agnes, I'm going to come to you straight after the break, but I have to take a break first, so please bear with me, all right? Uh, we have so many calls. The number is 87 Somebody says, Eamon Ryan should go back to sleep. That's all he's good for. Oh, my God. A lot of people coming in about the comments of Eamon Ryan. Eamon Ryan from the Green Party says, in relation to the fuel prices, his answer is not to cut the price, Drive slower. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Let me just go to... I've got loads of WhatsApp messages, by the way, audio messages. I'm going to play them in a second, but I want to go to Agnes first if I can. Agnes, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing? Hi, Niall. How are things? Good. Now, you're a single parent on disability, and you're yes. living five miles from the, 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 the town where you actually live, so to speak. Yeah, so, basically, yeah. Okay, so, and so how are you getting in and out of town? Um, I walk usually in about, I, only, I, I try and avoid going in if I can, maybe once a month I'll walk, walk there and back. All right, okay, but you did have a car. I did have a car up until a year ago, but just between the tax, insurance, maintenance and everything else, it just wasn't, I couldn't afford it anymore. So then I got rid of the car and I pulled my son from his after school activities and then I got pulled in by the school and they were quizzing me on why he wasn't doing his after school activities and I said I said I've no way of getting him to and from like because mm. not only am I a single parent but he's an only child so for his development it was very important, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I had no way of getting them, you know what I mean? I said I said how am I supposed to how am I supposed to get him to matches that are like fifteen, twenty miles away in training at eight o'clock at night, you know what I mean? When there's no buses, there's no I've no way of getting him there, you know what I mean? So so obviously when the fuel prices started to go up initially, then this is nothing obviously to do with the war, but going back last year because we started to see the difference of the pumps when they started sneaking from well I think the lowest point we were at was about uh, 2020 which is about 122 or 123 and then they started going up towards the 150 mark last year you just couldn't afford it I literally couldn't afford it yet and someone said to me I mentioned to someone and someone said to me you know speak to social welfare talk to them and I actually I said I, I it was a waste of time but I, I rang them up and I talked to them and my, my social worker and um, she said to me that as far as they're concerned a car is a luxury item and I said I understand that like, but I said I said, you have to look at, from my perspective, I've got a child here who needs socialisation. He needs to be out with his friends. And I can't, because I was getting grief that I wasn't providing adequate, you know, stimulus for him. I said, but, you know, I said, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm, you know, I'm on 220 quid a week. Like, you know what I mean? What am I supposed to do? Uh, it is a tough, it's really tough when you're in that situation, isn't it? I mean, I, and I can only imagine what it's like for you. It's kind of like a lifeline, isn't it? Particularly when you've got to bring kids to and from places, etc. And we're hearing a lot of that today from parents who need to bring their kids to activities or to classes. And and look, they've been without all that stuff for nearly two years because of COVID. Exactly, yeah. Like, I know, like, you know, I know there's been times when I've called our neighbours and friends, but you can only rely on people so much. But even basic, if, if my child was to get injured here now, I've no way of bringing him to a doctor or a hospital or anything else. Even to go to social welfare, where my where where my office is, um, I'd have to get a bus 25 miles into Galway to get on another bus to get another bus 25 miles in the opposite direction to go and speak to them. You know what I mean? Because that, there's no mm. local services. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, look, I've been asking everybody this question today. Do you the people that you voted for in the election? Um, and I don't want to know who you voted for or which party you voted for. But do you think the people that you voted for do they care about you? No. Do you think they understand your problems, your plight? Do they understand what's going on? No. And do you think they generally understand the people of Ireland in general? No, I don't, no. no. So they're out of touch as far as you're concerned? Yeah, completely, yeah. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, Agnes, I wish you well and I hope things get a little bit better for you and I think, hope things take a little bit of turn for the best for you. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. God bless you. All right. See you, Agnes. There you go. Okay. Loads and loads of, by the way, messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp too. Let me play some of those for you. Hi, Niall. John here. So, yeah, I'm just listening to you there talking about the oil prices and um, canvas oil in East Hall there. I filled up on Monday. It was 186. It's 2.10 today. And uh, actually, every petrol station that I've passed, and I've passed quite a few of them, have all put their prices up since yesterday. It's just unbelievable. You're right, it should be just capped across the board. Thanks, Al. Bye. Sounds like a bit of an echo there for some strange reason, but there you go. But you get the general gist of it. I'll just play another one for you, okay? Where does Eamon Ryan fit in in all this scenario? He's the Minister for Transport. What he'd probably do is have the Minister for Education release a statement or the Minister for Health regarding fuel prices. Idiot. Okay, a lot of people not very happy with the comments of Eamon Ryan. Just to remind you again, Daniel McConnell, they're reporting from the Irish Examiner saying... Eamon Ryan's response at a press conference to the fuel prices and what the government have done is essentially that we all should drive a little bit slower. That will save fuel. That's the answer. And by the way, can I point out, from a technical point of view, if you do drive a little bit slower, it uses a little bit less fuel. Well, actually, not slower is not the answer. If you drive consistent, in other words, when you drive, we shouldn't have to do this. When you're driving, if you take your foot slightly back off the accelerator again, you know, or if you have a cruise control in your car, that saves juice as well. All right. So take your foot slightly off the accelerator. Uh, you know, that does. I mean, there's an optimum speed for every car. The optimum speed in my car is about 80 miles an hour. Uh, that's the speed that I get the best value for money. So on a motorway. Um, the optimum speed for some cars is probably 50, depending on the size of your engine. So absolutely, that is a good thing to do. But it's not going to solve the problem for you. It's going to save you a couple of cent in a week. It's not going to save you that much. So Eamon Ryan's comments show how completely out of touch politicians are with the general public and with the crisis that's going on at the moment. Eamon, go back asleep. Really, go back asleep. They'll probably change their minds, this government on the diesel, the 20 cent and the 15 cent. They'll probably put a cap on it. But this government have a track record of getting things wrong the first time and changing their minds. Back in the pandemic, they're only going given 100 or 200 euro a week. And then they upped it to 350 for every Tom, Dick and Harry. Then they're only going to give 100 euro off your energy bill. After a couple of weeks, they said, oh no, we'll, we'll actually up it to 200. And now this, they'll probably say next week, oh, we'll put a cap on it. This government are a joke. Can they not do anything right the first time? Or are they just that um, incoherent that they just can't do it right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't seem they can do anything right, to be honest with you. But let's just play one or two more. Loads of people sending in comments, by the way, voicemails. They'll probably change their minds, this oh, government. Oh, we've had that one already. Sorry about that. Oh. Hi, Niall. I love the show. Uh, just to correct you on the difference between normal white diesel and green diesel, there is a difference. The correct name for green diesel is marked gas oil, MGO, and... As it says itself, there's gas in it. That's the difference between it and white diesel. It still works in your car, but doesn't it? As far as I know. How are you, Noel? Just passed uh, Newlands Cross there this morning, and diesel was 199. And just passed it there about half an hour ago, and it's up to 214. So this 
15 cent on diesel is going to make no difference. Still going to be the same. Best of luck. Take care. It does look like garages, by the way, predicted that the government would take 15 to 20 cent because that was a suggestion last night, uh, some of the leaks that came out last night. And it looks like some garages now, what they're doing is profiteering. So what they're essentially doing is inflating the price falsely. So when they do reduce it again at midnight tonight, they're not making anything less. They're actually making more, to be honest with you, because they get that reduction from the state in taxes. So it does look like they're profiteering from this. And if you've noticed your own garage has suddenly put the price up today, and then they're going to reduce it tonight back to where it was this morning. It looks like they're just making a foolie and a laugh here, to be honest with you. For Eamon Ryan to turn around and not only say drive slower, but also shop around. I mean, there's no words can describe how completely out of touch politicians are. Overpaid politicians who don't pay for their own fuel. Let's be clear about that. They have their own drivers, for example. He's a minister, has his own driver. So when Eamon Ryan runs down the stairs in the morning and doesn't jump on his bike and gets into his drive or his car, which has a chauffeur, to drive him around, do you think he's concerned if he has 50 quid in his pocket for diesel? No, he's not. Do you think he then... That relates clearly straight to the fact that he doesn't understand... Mind you, he's probably asleep most of the time anyway. But he, but he doesn't understand. They don't understand how you feel. Because, and by the way, no harm to them. They've got good jobs. They get paid well. I'm not, I'm not giving out about that. But clearly, they don't understand how it's affecting Mary and Johnny and Paddy and Paula and everybody else who has kids and have to bring their kids to and from places. And have to get to work every single day. They don't understand that. Because if they did, they wouldn't make stupid comments like that. So anybody who suggests they do understand, you're wrong. Because if they did understand, he wouldn't say that. Mind you, Eamon Ryan of all of them, we're probably delighted that we're not using our cars as much. Or that we're probably not going to be able to use them as much. Mind you, it's not going to bother him when he's on the plane next week on St. Paddy's Day and off to America. Where is he going, Ashley? He's heading off to Washington, I think, isn't he? With me all or somewhere. I don't know where he's going. Somewhere to shake someone's hand with a complete waste of money. Anyway, it's not going to bother him. He's not going to sit on the Aer Lingus plane and say, tell the pilot to drive a little bit slower there. He's going to New York. Tell the pilot to drive slower. Hey, Eamon, maybe you should have, when you went online to book your flights, you should have shopped around a little bit more. Amanda, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Amanda? Hi, Niall. Sorry, I was on a bit of a roll there, a bit of a rant, Amanda. <laughs> I get annoyed every now and again. Now, uh, you're a midwifery student. Yeah. So you don't qua- and you don't qualify for the Susie Grant because obviously your parents earn over or parent earn over a certain amount of money. Um, no, I'm actually a mature student. So oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I do, do apologise. You sound younger than Sorry. you actually are. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> there was me thinking you were 21. <laughs> anyway, so Amanda, I mean, you're in a kind of cup between a rock and a hard place. So you've got a lot of bills, a lot of expenses, and you're trying to pay for your your uh, degree or your whatever it is you're, you're looking to get a midwifery. Yeah. Um, so basically, because I'm a mature, now mature student, I'm only 27, so... I don't know how mature that is, but mature enough to not to pay your own way. Um, I'm living out of home, so I don't have the luxury of mum and dad paying for anything. I have my own bills to pay. And for that, because I'm a mature student, I do qualify for back to education allowance, which is 208 euros now, I think, Okay. in the last couple of weeks. 208 euros a week. And 150 of that is going into petrol now. 
driving up because I'm living in Clare and I'm working in Galway Hospital. That's where I do my placement oh for my. now. Okay. So we do get, there are some travel expenses that you can claim for, which are an absolute pittance, but because the college is based in Galway and the hospital I'm currently in now is in Galway, we don't get anything because it's the base. And see, and, and here's the thing, we're crying out for midwives. We're crying out for them. And we're crying out for healthcare staff in general. So this is something we yeah. really need. And I imagine when you're on such a low income, um, you know, you're counting every penny, you know, every five or ten euro to you, you know, is a lot of money. So when you when you see an increase in price, and we've gone up almost probably, I don't know, whatever it is, 50% in the price, 40% in the price of fuel over the last year, that's taken a huge toll on your budget, hasn't it? It is. I, I couldn't tell you how many times my light has been on coming down the motorway and just hoping that I'm getting, that I'm going to get that extra mile in, you know, just constantly looking at the clock, seeing whether I'm going to break down or not. Um, gotten like a lot of holes, like I've been dug out of from like mom or dad, but they can't afford to keep me going every week. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't. Well, you don't want to be at 27, I suppose. You don't want to be relying on your mom no, and dad. No, not at all. You know what like, I mean? You know, I got on fine, but at the start of the pandemic, when we had this, it was, what, 120 per litre, and I was, I was getting on grand. It's still expensive, obviously, but it's nowhere near what it is now. Mm-hmm. And when I say to the college, you know, about expense forms or anything, that I, I'm, I'm sure there's something out there for students to help them, but what I'm being told is, oh, just move closer to Galway if you can't afford the petrol that far, but sure, the, the price of rent in Galway is absolutely... I can imagine, yeah. ...through the roof, so there's no way that I'd be... It wouldn't weigh up, you know, it wouldn't make... And then they're saying, oh, book a B, into B&B, but sure, that's more price, you know, and we already have to pay money if I'm placed in Mayo or Sligo. I have to pay accommodation there, you know, so... So, you're, so you're, going to, you're, you're being caught at every possible, you know, turn to try to save money, you're being caught. So by, even yeah. by moving closer, it'll cost you more in rent, so that's going to balance out anyway, and you're still going to be skinned. Uh, and no matter what you do, so, I mean, and obviously you have to wait every week till you get paid or get your few quid so you can fill up the car and hope that it'll last you for the week. Yeah, and when I say to the college, you know, there was a few times I said, I actually have no money to put into my car for petrol, I can't make displacement. So they tot up all the hours at the end and make you pay it back. So, like, during the summer or any time off we have, any time off that we do usually have, I kind of try and work mm-hmm. in a job to try and make, earn actual money. Um, but that's obviously gone then because you have to pay back all this time that you've missed out on. Yeah. Um, so it takes away from the time you have to actually earn some money. But anyway, but that, that was gone since COVID because you weren't allowed to work in, in the hospital, like do your placement and work in another place because you're cross-contaminating. So that was scrapped anyway. Okay, so but you couldn't work in a restaurant at night and, and do your midwifery during the day. You couldn't do that anyway. No, no. Yeah. No, it wasn't allowed. Yeah, and, and by the way, during COVID times, I can understand that. And by the way, at any time, it, it's very difficult, particularly when you're doing a, a placement where you're going to be there, you know, whatever it is, 36 hours a week or whatever the hell it happens to be. It's very yeah, difficult then to have the mindset yeah. to go out and get a part-time job as well. You know what I mean? I know needs yeah. must, you know? You know, yeah, you, like I'm absolutely wrecked as it is, but there's just no other option now. But, you know, my well, the, I'm working full-time, so there is no time even for part-time job even if I wanted it so it's it's really looking and deciding whether I can actually finish out my year of college or mm-hmm. you know do I keep like taking loans or you know it's, I just I really don't know what to do at this point and how do you feel about the government's answer to it all today which is uh, cut 15 cent off it and then Ray, Eamon Ryan's answer to it is shop around or drive slower so you can cut 15 cent off it but like the prices are still going up, so that fifteen cent is just going to be back down to the two euro again. Oh, of course. Well, you know, within a few days, by the way, that fifteen cent will be swallowed up. That'll be gone. Yeah, so yeah. it's like around average here, it's around two euro per liter. That's the minimum where I am now. And to drive, like that's it's such a tone deaf comment from someone who doesn't know 
the realities of whether you can actually get from A to B without breaking down or mm-hmm. the, the bother of having to constantly get dug out of holes from anyone that can help you at all. Like, it's not just, yeah. you know, trying to beg, beg the college for any hardship funds that there are possible, you know, beg the HSE, which is, might as well be talking to a wall. And mm. there's only 12 girls in our class that's going to qualify and you can be sure I won't be one of them working in Ireland. That's, so, and you know, that's the sad reflection in all this is that when you do qualify, you're going to take your skills. That, By the way, you know, the government have subsidised to some degree. We, you, we're yeah. going to take your skills and you're going to take them and use them in another country. And that's the sad reflection in all this, that we forced you out of the country. Yeah, and there's six of us that, are, that have already spoken across to different countries to try and get our placements when we're finished. So mm. That's sad. From Galway, there won't be many qualifying this year. And then, we, year. and then we wonder why we have a shortage in the health service and we wonder why our health service is a mess. Yeah. You know, when we've got so good qualified people and we basically price them out of the market completely. Listen, it's yeah. been nice talking to you, Amanda. Good luck, by the way. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the air and I hope things look up for you and I hope things get better for you. And I hope you can afford to stay in the country when you do qualify, Thanks by the way. All right. Thank you very much indeed. John, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. Now, John, you're frustrated listening to the show because you believe the government can't do everything. No, I mean, realistically, um, it's kind of. I mean, you get fed up of all of this crack. I must stop listening to radio stations and, 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 and looking at tweets and all this garbage because, I mean, when you get to the point, we're goosed as a country, as, as a world, if you really look into it deeply. I mean, we've, we've had a health crisis in Ireland for how long? Well, two and a half. Well, mean, we've had a health crisis like, in Ireland for 30 years. But go on, yes, yeah. I mean, that, that's not going to get resolved. That's one issue that's not going to get resolved. It's not going to happen overnight. Who's going to resolve that? I don't have the answer. But there's people all day going on about this 20 cent, 15 cent. What do people want? The government to just give them free fuel? No, they I mean, want, no, no. If you, if, well, if you listen to Carl Dieter at the start of the show as a financial advisor, he's saying that, firstly, he doesn't believe there should be VAT on petrol because it's a, it's a necessity. No, I, at I, the I understand. I yeah. understand that, Noel, but I mean, realistically, money has to come from somewhere for the government to pay for oh, no, I understand a million that. and one things. And I mean, like, you know, people giving out that they're increasing uh, uh, tax on, on cigarettes and all but this. But John, crack. I mean, John, it swings in roundabouts, and I understand the point you're making. Uh, but the huge problem is, when you have a fuel crisis, and when you have fuel going, uh, prices spiralling out of control, that in turn increases the cost of living because the cost of goods becomes more expensive, and haulage becomes more expensive, and farming becomes more expensive, and everything becomes more expensive, right? Or even people getting to work, it creates hardship, people lose jobs. So all that then in turn will have a knock-on effect where the government will get less tax. So you have to speculate, you know, to accumulate. You have to. I understand that, Niall. I'm an educated human and I get that. But what else, what else do people want and expect? I mean, really, like, again, looking at the bigger picture, there's a war in Ukraine. I, get I mean, that. that's causing a massive issue Absolutely. globally. No matter what. There's companies pulling out of Russia left, right and centre. There's... By the way, in in relation to the companies put on Russia, we were talking about this this morning. And my sympathies, genuinely, my sympathies, of course, go to the people of Ukraine. Of Ukraine, sorry, I throw the word they in there randomly for some strange reason. But the people of Ukraine, my sympathies go to them. My sympathies also go to good people who live in Russia as well, who are now being denied services, basic services, and things like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Starbucks, uh, Visa Card, MasterCard, Netflix, all the different companies that are all pulling out. I mean, imagine living there. That must yeah, be... I, I mean, because I spoke, a lot of them don't support Putin. They think he's nuts. You know what I mean? I spoke to a friend of mine last night who lives in Russia. He's a friend of mine for 13, 14 years. I worked with him back in Ireland 13, 14 years ago. I spoke to him early his last night about this and, and what's going on over there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 I couldn't imagine living in Russia at the moment. It must be terrible. No, no I know that. And, and just getting back to the point, I mean, realistically, like, we're going to have this issue 
fuel issue, this is going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So, I mean, realistically, the government... And you are right. It is going to get worse. A so whole the, lot worse. Yeah, but, but, but hold on. But we can't just let that railroad us into a situation where the cost of living then gets affected by the fuel crisis. No, I get that, Niall. So, for example, the government, for example, cut VAT, cut excise duty on fuel. Gone. Totally gone. No, number well, one, well number cut one, VAT. VAT they, alone would take 46 cents off it for the time being. Well, take, take the VAT off and yeah. excise duty, for example, because obviously that would help people. But, I mean, this cost of, of, of fuel energy, everything is going to keep going up. This war in Ukraine is not going to stop next week. I, I understand that, but, we, yeah, but it's an unprecedented situation, like COVID. Uh, and with COVID, we brought in, brought in laws as we needed them and took them away as we yeah. didn't need them. And that's what we need to do with this fuel. Now, they're saying till the end of August that it'll cost them 320 million to take this 15 and 20 cent off. It could cost them more than that, actually, but, but it goes for 15 and 20 cent. They get the 320 million back because what happens is the price of goods on the shelves might stay the same. If they well, reduce can't, it, you can't use the might factor. But what I'm what I'm saying honest. is, people may not lose jobs, industry may not suffer too much, haulage companies won't be affected as badly. They all pay tax. Everybody pays tax. So in saying that, it's only. I mean, we all know that the economy is just a money go round. So in saying that, it comes back to them anyway in other ways. So well, that that that's hypothetically speaking. That, well, that's no, it's an not. That, no, that, that's well, finan- that's that, financial no, theories, no, no. isn't that, it? That, that's in a normal world. But I mean, realistically, like I just said. If you take the VAT away, take excise duty away, that's fine. What happens in three weeks' time, four weeks' time, the issue gets worse with fuel? Well, then we, well then we... But the point is, John, like we, the way we deal with everything and everything that's unprecedented, uh, we have to deal with it. You deal with it as it happens. You, you, but and and you, when you come to that point... I mean, look, I, what I'm concerned about now and the biggest concern is, and the worst-case scenario briefing was presented to ministers this morning, that we could be in a situation where there's going to be household gas and electricity rationing. That's my point. And public yeah. transport's closed down. Yeah, that's concerning. And that, that to be honest with you, Noel, when you look at when you look at what's going on, that potentially there's a high risk. That's where we're going. And well, this was predicted last year, by the way. Yeah. yeah well, well, we didn't have a war last year. I know we well, had COVID well, last year, but this we we still have COVID all over the world. Bear in mind, we we now have a war on top of that. Like these things are real time issues. These these things are going to happen. Fifteen cent on fuel, twenty cent on fuel. Yeah, but but your but your answer, John, is that on the radio, or you're sick of hearing it on the radio, and you're sick of hearing it. Like, by the way, I get that because I went through a phase there. I was I don't want to hear about COVID anymore on the media. I was sick of it, right? And, and I don't want to hear people whinging, and I'm sick of it. And I get where you feel why you feel like that. But you're saying to me, you know, that the government can't do everything. That's their job, John. I get it. They, and they have, they have ministers dealing with... When you've got a minister, who tur- a minister for transport, right, who turns around and says, the answer to this crisis, and we've been listening to people today, literally, their budgets... I mean, that girl, the midwife just before you there, okay? She's on 220 quid a week in a work in a work placement in a hospital. They're people we need, right? And she, you know, and she spent 150 a week on our fuel. So the government have a duty to make sure, the Minister of Transport has a duty to make sure that, you know, we can provide for people like that. And he turns around and says, drive slower or shop around. I mean, John, th- no, that's their job to deal with talk, it. Don't talk to me about, about this guy. Okay, well, well, I'm not, no, I don't want to go into him personally. No, but I'm, no, ju- I, but I'm I, just saying, are you telling me that the government are doing enough or are in touch with the people? No, I, I don't. I don't think the government are doing enough. At doing enough, but I, 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 kind of get exactly where the government thoughts are, and the government know exactly what's coming down the line. This is the thing: the government know more than anybody what's coming down the line, and I think the government are taking an approach where they're kind of saying, right, let's do it bit by bit. And I honestly feel that's exactly what's going to happen. If they cut everything right now, they know what's coming down the line. It makes sense for them at the moment in time to cut it 
cut it right now and then potentially cut it again in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, but do me a favour, stay there just for a second because David, you're in Ireland's classic kids. You've heard what John has said, David, that the government can't do everything. And I, I, I get the point he's making. Can I get some of what he's smoking? <laughs> because I'm talking out through his proverbial. If the government were doing their job, if they were doing their job, first off, me whole Martin wouldn't have walked into the Shannon and given the HSC, given the 81,000 of a right. There's one reason why we're paying on the fuel. Second reason, we have a children's hospital being built in Dublin. That's an absolute disgrace. Leo Varadkar should be absolutely ashamed of himself to say that he's a patriot of this country. Ashamed of himself. It's an open checkbook to write whatever they want. That's another thing that they've done. We have senior citizens in this country at this point in time that are barely surviving on 200 a week. And I'd say in most cases, probably are. We listened to where there was one woman was using her water bottles all day long to keep herself warm. And this man talked about the government can't do anything. No, 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 he didn't say that. He said the government can't do everything. Nobody said they can do it. They made a complete fucking mess. Wow, now hold on, David, David, you're on daytime radio. Watch your language, please. Like David, David, now I'm not, I'm not going to respond to you if you're going to get irate and you're going to you start using bad language. They made a complete mess of the pandemic, giving people 350 euros a week. That was on a whole. Well, no, 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 hang on. With the greatest respect, during the start of the pandemic, when things were unclear, we didn't know where we were, people were dying and stuff like that, 350 euro was probably the best that was being paid throughout Europe. So in, fa- so in fairness, David, I won't accept that. No, well, I and I know people who are getting 350 during the start of the pandemic who are earning less than that before the pandemic. So, <laughs> and so, so 350, you can't just pay everybody's wages. That's understandable. 350 at the time was a fair figure. Ah, so, uh, well, now, David, now, now, now you've lost your argument completely. I mean, there's a, I do agree with John to a point. There's a limit to what the government has done. They have to, they have to be able to afford to run the country. Okay, now no, no, focus back on what you were talking about at the start and forget about the pandemic and the 350 because you lost your argument on that one, right? No, I don't. I disagree with you completely. Oh, well, that's your well, then you can disagree all you like. I mean, 350 quid, there's a limit to what the government can pay out. I understand for a lot of people it wasn't enough money. I get that. It was unprecedented, unprecedented times. Sadly, the government can't afford to just pay everybody's wages, Davis. Jesus. Sorry. Inside in the shop. That was getting 100 or 120. Yeah, but you're doing a lot now. Now, what you're doing is a bit of whataboutery here now. You know what I mean? What about no, this? What about that? What about the other? What about everything? And look, they're all different topics that we deal with, like the children's hospital. All those are the things, which is probably up to 3 billion at this stage. We deal with those on other days. And we will deal with all that. Overpaid politicians, giving people rises, HSE uh, CEOs who are on 430,000 a year, half a million nearly, including expenses. I, that, I, I understand everything you're saying, David, but address what John is saying he said they can't do everything. What? Are they waiting? Are they waiting for transport to stop at this point? Do they realise that when they are charging getting one forty five and one fifty tax off a litre of fuel, that has to go on in the shop somewhere? Okay well, well, okay, well, John, just address one point that David makes. I don't expect you to address everything he said there. He's just on a roll. You know what I mean? Kind of, this is my point, Niall. Again, I'm not going to be rude against David or anything. It just seems that... Ah, so well, don't, don't worry about it. He was rude to no, you anyway. No, yeah. no, no I, I, I'm, I'm a cool guy. There's so much of this barking going on about this guy, that government, this part of the government, this, this, this charge, this fee, this whatever. Like, 
we all understand the things that have gone in the past. We all understand the, 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 the things that the government did not do or did do, whatever it may be. But I think people need to realise, like, the government are paying people on social welfare. The government are paying or subsidising nurses or whatever it may be to do their jobs. The government are helping to, 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 to keep logistics companies afloat or whatever it may be in all aspects of, of things that they have to, to charge tax on. If this guy, David, wants the government to give everybody 400, 500 quid a week, if he wants to give DHL vans or trucks full fuel uh, uh, subsidised... I don't, I don't, I don't think... Know, like, they don't like, take it to the extreme, John. That's not what people want. People want fairness, is what they want. No, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I mean, look, if, why, for example, Hungary put a cap on fuel at 131, right? As far as I know, Germany have removed the VAT. That, that's uh, not going to work either. That, that's well, they've done it, well, they've done it in May. They've done it till May, but you know what's going to happen, Niall, in the next two or three weeks or four weeks if this war continues to go like it is? How can they cap fuel up until May? Can you tell me that? Well, because the price of a barrel of oil is not coming in at 131 a litre. It never was. So you're well, reducing now, taxes. You're reducing taxes to the point where it's not going to cost that much money. Well, the majority, as you rightly pointed out, it's 120 uh, is the tax on a litre of fuel. 120. You know, I mean, needs must, John. And that 120 tax, Niall, is going where? I understand it goes into the country to pay for everything else, the stuff that exactly. David was waffling on about there a few minutes ago. I know, understand, all of that has to be paid for. And I understand everything has to be paid for. But it comes back to you. For example, we when we spoke to Amanda, I think it was at the start of the show there, the midwife, uh, the girl who's in placement. If we don't look after her or make it fair for her or make her give her a situation where she can afford to study and live in this country and qualify, the first thing she's going to do when she qualifies is what? Go to Dubai, go to the NHS. Well, well, I get that. Three of my sisters done that and a brother yeah. of mine moved off to Australia. Yeah, I mean, but that's not what we want. And, and I get that. No, no, I'm fully, I'm fully, I, I'm like, this is my point here. I'm fully understanding of what you're saying. Nobody wants these things happening. I fully get that. But what, what, what else is going to happen? Like I said, in three weeks time, four weeks time, you're potentially having this war getting worse in Ukraine. We're good. Well, well, then, well, and, and then let's, de- and, and I hope not. Jeez, I hope you're wrong, John. Let's deal with that when it happens. But for the moment, what's affecting people directly is the money in their pockets and what they're putting in at the pumps. And and we need to deal with that. As Carl Dieter, I'm not a financial advisor, Carl Dieter is, and he was on earlier on. He said the first thing we need to do is just remove the VAT. I get that, Niall. But again, what you just said there is we'll deal with that when it comes. Do you know what? This this country is, is sick of, I'm sick of seeing it. We'll deal with it when it happens. No, so, no, 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 no. There are other things that we should be able to predict, like housing crisis and stuff like that. We should be able to uh, forecast those problems and fix those problems before they happen. But things like this, we have no control over. We don't have no control over. And look what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks with these refugees coming in. Where are they going to go? There was talk this morning about them going to caravans. Like, realistically, this we're goosed. We are ghosts, and I don't have the answer right now, sitting down here smoking my vape. I don't have the answer. But that, well, that, answers, that answers John's question. You're smoking a vape. Well, I, I went on the vape because I had a kid and I said I'd get a healthy but anyway. I went on the vape for two years, but so, such is the pain of life. I ended up going back on the cigarettes again. Listen, yeah, good luck with the smoking, easy. by the way. But, but realistically, we are like, and I don't mean to be a, 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 a scaremongering or whatever it may be, like, but like, we are ghosts, Niall. Really, if you do, if you look at this, we are absolutely goosed, and I don't know what we do. We we we've one person here this morning going on about can't get a mortgage. If we're goosed in that. I well, I, I do but understand. And by the way, as much as I agree that everybody should help out as much, and every country should help out as much as they can when it comes to refugees, but a hundred thousand people coming into the country, the majority being women, children, and older people, probably over the age of sixty-five, uh, the majority of those won't be working. They'll be getting no. either pensions or welfare payments because they're 
you know, women and children possibly. And how are we going to pay for that? I don't know how we're going to pay for it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So this is my I don't know how we're going to pay for it. It's you know, an extra 100,000 people on the list, on the live register. Exactly. So now, some might get jobs. Some might work. I don't know. I don't know. They'll no, all get PPS numbers, but I, I imagine with the, the cohort of people that's coming in, the category of people that are coming in, uh, there wouldn't be an awful lot of people who will be working. All right, but listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you very much indeed, John. John thinks we're goosed anyway, so the government can't do really much more. Throw in the towel, I suppose, at this stage. And yeah, a lot of people are scared. It, you know, when you, when you think about worst-case scenario, can you imagine uh, that very shortly we could be in a situation, according to the government, the worst case scenario in the briefing they had this morning that we will have to ration household gas and electricity. It's like wartime. It's like World War II. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.